0: On the fan side and network, today's episode of Locked on Wolves is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code On, You'll get 20% off your next order. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Timberwolves game day. The Minnesota Timberwolves have a chance For a two-game winning streak, which I know doesn't sound that exciting, but it is. If you've been following the team this season, they are on the road against the 500, the 8 and 8 Golden State Warriors this evening. It's a 9 p.m. Central tip on NBA TV um, out of market. And then, of course, also uh, they play the Warriors on Wednesday. And that's a, a, I believe, also a 9 p.m., but that's an ESPN game on Wednesday, the Wolves' only ESPN game of the first half of the season. So today I want to quick hit high points from over the weekend. There was a bonus episode that I published on Sunday. Um, so if you did miss the games or you missed that episode, go back and listen to that. I, I went much more in detail on the Saturday victory that the Timberwolves had um, in that podcast. So if you did miss it, I'm not going to rehash too much of it here, but I do want to hit high points from the weekend, what the takeaways are, and then a quick preview of of the uh, matchup against the Golden State Warriors um, times two this week as well as injury report a uh, few notes from or for tonight there's a, a, a little bit of a surprise on the injury report for the wolves today so i want to talk through all that today first before we do that though let's uh remind everyone that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts including itunes stitcher spotify google podcasts you can also follow us on twitter at locked on twolves That's at T Wolves. Don't forget the T. Also working on a crossover episode for later this week with Wes Goldberg of the fantastic Lockdown Warriors podcast talking about the D'Angelo Russell-Andrew Wiggins trade. Yes, it's pretty early to to fully evaluate this, but I want to get Wes's thoughts on it from a Warriors perspective, and I'm going to give him my thoughts on it from a Timberwolves perspective and who is, I guess, in the lead at this point. It's it's hard to say who's won and who's lost that trade, Um, but uh, I can talk through the status of, of, uh, I don't know the, the mindset on, uh, for both fan bases and and the teams related to this deal, uh, to the deal that went down eh, almost a year ago now, I guess. Um, so that'll be coming up later this week. So stay tuned for that. The wolves, of course, on Saturday came away with a 10 point win over the new Orleans Pelicans in a game that, I mean, the Pelicans were fairly full strength. I mean, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Steven Adams, Lonzo ball, everybody played Eric Bledsoe and the wolves, had a huge third quarter, um, mostly defensively. They didn't shoot the ball great in the third quarter, but were able to take what was a a, a a slight lead. I think a one point lead at halftime, or a one point deficit actually at halftime, into a nine point lead headed to the fourth quarter, and ultimately won the game by ten. Um, the key takeaways from that game basically were everybody on the team played fairly well. D'Angelo Russell didn't play, and the Wolves operated with one point guard on the floor throughout the entire game. They got twenty eight minutes from Ricky Rubio, twenty minutes from Jordan McLaughlin, no dual point guard. Um, backcourts for the Timberwolves in this game and it worked out well. The Wolves also had a pretty good plan defensively for Brandon Ingram, which was basically have Josh Akogi follow him everywhere. Jarrett Culver played well defensively. And the Wolves also uh, did a good job on Steven Adams. Nas Reed had a surprisingly solid game um, and put up 20 points, led the Wolves in scoring, did enough defensively and on the glass, gave Steven Adams enough of a tough time for the Wolves to have an edge in the rebounding category overall, 50 to 42, which is something they've been struggling in massively lately. The Wolves actually did build an 18-point lead in the fourth quarter, about midway through the quarter, but then went three minutes without scoring and ultimately still clung to a 10-point lead in the final couple of minutes. The Pelicans got to within six because the Wolves went one of two on four consecutive trips to the free throw line. Um, but then made their last four free throws. The Pelicans missed a couple shots and that gave that put the final margin at 10 Um, for the game, the studs I handed out. If you want to go back and listen to the reasoning, I I gave Jared Vanderbilt, Nasreed and Jarrett Culver, all stud awards for this game. I did not name any duds because really nobody played terribly. Anthony Edwards struggled from the floor. Shot only 5 of 14, but overall was far more active and effective than he had been of late. Scored 18 points, got to the free-throw line for six attempts, and made all of those. So a much better game from Edwards, and the Wolves need him to be somewhat efficient, at least effective, and with it, and rebounding is an area where he's really struggled recently. He needs to be active on the glass and defensively. All those things are really important for him. So the Wolves will be looking for that. Overall, it was a balanced offensive attack, and that's mostly due to no D'Angelo Russell and, of course, no Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not about to argue that the Wolves are better without either of them, especially Towns. But the Wolves finally did spread the ball around a little bit and Rubio and McLaughlin did a great job. Um, they're, you know, combined Rubio and McLaughlin had 11 assists. They also scored 20 points and the turnovers were a little high combined. They had six turnovers to the 11 assists, but the ball was moving. The Wolves were, um, not simply running a pick and roll and then having D'Angelo Russell kind of pound the ball into the, you know, pound the air out of the ball. Um, there was a little bit of movement. Rubio was driving into the paint more frequently than Russell does looking for passing lanes. Malik Beasley had a couple of nice driving kicks and overall the offense just looked a lot better. And hopefully that's a trend that can continue on Monday. We'll get into this in a minute, but D'Angelo Russell is actually questionable to play on Monday. So we may see, uh, Ricky Rubio starting Jordan McLaughlin off the bench in the absence of a two-point guard lineup once again. Malik Beasley also was a good story from Saturday because he didn't shoot the ball great. He was 6 of 18 from the field, 2 of 8 beyond the arc, but overall played a good game. 16.6 rebounds, had three assists and no turnovers, and had a timely three-pointer as well as a timely assist for a Josh Kogi corner three late in the game as the Wolves were trying to hang on to that uh, that lead over the Pelicans. So, A good game from Beasley, and they're going to need more of the same against this Golden State Warriors team on Monday and on Wednesday. Um, this, this will be an interesting matchup for the Timberwolves. I don't know that it'll be, you know, they don't match up terribly with the Warriors. Um, but there's obviously tons of storylines to consider. The Warriors are ultra motivated to play well against the Timberwolves, which we'll get into as well here in the next segment. So I'd like to talk about the injury report, the matchup specifically, what the Warriors, uh, extra motivation might be in the, in these games. And then also, uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins, I mean, Timberwolves fans aren't going to forget how well Andrew Wiggins played for the Wolves against a team like, say, the Caval- Cleveland Cavaliers, who uh, drafted and then traded Wiggins to the Timberwolves. Um, Andrew Wiggins' revenge games may or may not be a real thing. So I want to talk about that coming up here next. First, though, let's talk about our title sponsors, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. Uh, it's not a lie, they, it tastes exactly like a candy bar. Um, I just had the cookies and cream one for the first time, and it is unbelievable. Also, banana bread, fantastic. This afternoon, I'm looking forward to having the toffee almond bar, which I've had before, and I can promise you is is amazing. Um, every single built bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew, and taste like I said, really, they taste exactly like a candy bar. Actually, I'm about to place another order because my wife took a few flavors that I haven't gotten to try yet. So. Here we go, let's, let's, let's get another Built Bar order going. Built Bar is perfect if you're health conscious, if you're trying to lose weight or maybe just maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. Every single Built Bar is low in calories, low in sugar, high protein and high fiber. Perfect if you're on a keto diet. Right now for a limited time only, you can get a free cooler with your purchase, but only while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's talk about this Wolves-Warriors matchup. First, the injury report for the game. The Wolves are without Carl Anthony Towns and Juancho Hernan Gomez, who are each still listed out for health and safety protocols. The Wolves first announced that Hernan Gomez would miss time 11 days ago. So he would be outside that 10-day quarantine period now. Towns announced his positive test 10 days ago as of right now. Um, Part of the return to play protocol, I believe, is a couple of individual workouts before they join team workouts. That would imply that if he, Towns and Hernan Gomez, if they were to exit quarantine today provided they're feeling fine have the negative symptoms or a negative test and no symptoms that they could practice today and tomorrow and potentially play on Wednesday um, that would seem to be rushed I, it seems pretty unlikely that at least that towns would play as soon as Wednesday um, the wolves have games upcoming this weekend so perhaps the weekend is a better target for towns again we don't know how he's feeling we don't know if he's symptomatic at all there hasn't been any update and obviously that's the most important thing so really hard to speculate but we do know, that Towns and Hernan Gomez remain out for Monday's game. Golden State does not have any uh, any new injuries listed. We already know that Clay Thompson, Marquise Chris are out for the season. Um, the Wolves have also, though, listed D'Angelo Russell as questionable due, due to a thigh contusion um, which seems to be something of a new injury for him. I me, maybe in the preseason, there was something where it was just kind of bugging him and they, they let him sit. I, that seems familiar to me, but, um, remember he was out on Saturday due to rest and the team said it was planned rest. And now suddenly this has cropped up. So I don't know. Um, I'm not suggesting any sort of a conspiracy theory. It's not like, I mean, the team's practiced since then. So perhaps it came up in practice. Not sure. Um, but we do know that the wolves won on Saturday We do know that the Wolves won uh, with Ricky Rubio and Jordan McLaughlin running the point guard position and combining for 20 points and 11 assists and for the most part scoring pretty efficiently. So, uh, you know, certainly the Wolves would be a better team with D'Angelo Russell playing well and on the floor. Um, good D'Angelo Russell makes the Timberwolves better. There's no question about that, but we have seen two different D'Angelo Russells this year, depending on the night. And I don't think there's any question about that either. Um, and that's something that I'll certainly get into with with Wes Goldberg of Lockdown Warriors when we have our conversation about the, the Wiggins-Russell uh, trade. For the Warriors part, um, they're relatively healthy. For the most part, have I actually think have, have exceeded expectations this year. I, their preseason over under was uh, 37 and a half, which um, in a 72 game season is, uh, you know, over 500, obviously. Um, and, and I think they, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they'd be an under 500 team. I took the under on them uh, in that uh, preseason podcast And early in the season, you know, they scuffled. They got out to they were zero and two. Got blown out by you know a pair of good teams in the Nets and the Bucks. And then suddenly they were six and three, or excuse me, four and three, and everything seemed like it was straightening out. Now they've lost a couple games in a row um, to the Knicks and to the Jazz, and neither one of those was close. And you look at their season as a whole, and they sit at eight and eight, and they're outside the the top eight seeds in the Western Conference, still in the play in game conversation, very much so. But they haven't really had any losses to bad teams this year. Everybody they've lost to is, um, except for the Knicks is considered to be a top four team in their conference. They've lost to the Nets, the Bucks, the Blazers. Um, I guess the Blazers have, you know, maybe aren't thought of that highly yet right now, but they were you know, coming into the season, they were considered a top four or five team in the West. They've lost to the Clippers, the Pacers, the Nuggets, and then the Knicks and the Jazz. So it's not like they're losing to the Pistons and the Wizards and the Hawks and the Timberwolves. um, so the eight and eight, you know, it not awful. Uh, their net rating right now is, is 23rd in the league. They have a minus three and a half point uh, differential and their offense has actually been worse than their defense this year. And, and a lot of that's due to outside of Steph Curry, where's their scoring come from? Um, they haven't been able to answer that question consistently and efficiently. Um, as Wolves fans know, uh, Andrew Wiggins isn't the most efficient creator of his own shot. He's actually second on the team in scoring and second in field goal attempts per game next to Steph Curry. Kelly Oubre has had a little bit of a rough go of it in his, um, you know, first season as a warrior, he's only shooting 20% from beyond the arc and he's attempting more than five threes a game. So this team really is Steph Curry, whatever Andrew Wiggins can do off of Steph Curry, and then it's a combination of James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre that are kind of the rest of the offense for this team. Draymond Green is scoring even less than he ever has and is primarily just uh, you know a playmaker and obviously still a good defender, but he's averaging four and a half points a game um, and just isn't a factor offensively, although he is still averaging, uh, I think, just under seven assists per game. So, if you know, Steph Curry is the offense for this team. And then Wiggins and Ubre play off of him and to a lesser extent, James Wiseman, who has started all 16 games in his rookie season for this team. Um, so the Warriors to this point have been probably from from their perspective, a little bit disappointing. I think eight and eight is probably a disappointing start for me. I actually think they've been a little bit better than expected. Steph has bounced back extremely well after missing all but five games last season. He still is not the Steph that we know and love from a few years ago, and it's it, he's not particularly close, but he's still shooting 11 threes a game at a 38% clip and averaging 28 points, six rebounds and uh, almost six rebounds and six assists per game um, at the age of 32. So he's still an all-star and he's the reason they're eight and eight without Steph Curry. This team is probably looking at a record more similar to the Timberwolves, if not worse. Um, So, it truly is Steph Curry and just a bunch of guys. It's a question of of what can Andrew Wiggins bring to the table? Can Kelly Oubre figure this thing out? Can Draymond Green continue to be effective defensively? And can he give them anything on offense um, You know, as the season goes along? So I want to talk about the matchup specifically coming up here next and how the two teams line up, how the Wolves might, or where the Wolves may struggle in this game against the Warriors. First, so let's talk about betonline.ag. I finally got extremely active on BetOnline.ag this weekend. Placed some conference championship live bets, um, and I'm, I'm all in on on BetOnline.ag at this point. Tons of NBA bets upcoming for yours truly. Um, I, you know, looking at at the games tonight. Um, the Spurs are three point underdogs to the Pelicans right now, um, in new Orleans, but given the way that we saw the Pelicans play the other night, um, given the way that the Spurs tend to beat up on teams that don't play hard, um, even when the Spurs themselves can, are a little bit up and down, certainly at this stage, I I don't know. That seemed to me like a good bet. Certainly not a professional, but went ahead and gave it a shot. Also listen to locked on to, or excuse me, locked on bets, the brand new podcast on the lockdown network. They're going to give you, um, good bets to make every single day. So be sure you're listening to that. But all of this is done through betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we here at Locked on Trust uh, the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Of course, it's NBA, it's upcoming Super Bowl, it's college basketball, anything that you wanna bet on, live betting, et cetera. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. A reminder, coming up this week, A crossover episode between myself and the fantastic Wes Goldberg of Lockdown Warriors regarding the Wolves' uh, two-game series against the Warriors tonight and Wednesday, as well as the, uh, I don't know, 11-month-later conversation about the Wiggins-Russell trade, who won or who's winning that trade. So that will be coming up later this week, likely on Wednesday or Thursday. So stay tuned for that show. All right, in terms of the matchup between the Wolves and the Warriors, uh, the Warriors play really fast. They've actually played at a faster pace than the Wolves to this point in the season. And they're a decent defensive team, primarily because of Draymond Wiseman's done a pretty good job. You know, Steph is half step slow defensively. It seems like the last year plus. Um, but for the most part, they've been solid defensively. And one of their biggest struggles has been uh, fouling They're second to last in the NBA in committing fouls. And they give up the uh, most three, excuse me, free throw attempts per game to opponents. And, and they've actually gotten pretty lucky with with opponents not hitting at a better rate, only shooting seventy just under 77% total against them this year. Um, so the Warriors have had issues with committing fouls. The Wolves, of course, haven't been as consistent getting to the free throw line recently, especially without Carl Anthony Towns. You know, D'Angelo Russell doesn't get to the line all that often. Thankfully, Anthony Edwards has been aggressive and finally started to get some calls the other night. So hopefully Edwards can get to the line. Rubio does a pretty good job of drawing fouls. Jordan McLaughlin as well. So if the Wolves can can get into the paint and be aggressive. They should be able to get to the free throw line against the Warriors. Um, the Warriors as a team still shoot a bunch of threes, but they're only 24th and three point shooting percentage. Um, and while they're playing fast and looking for threes in transition, the only truly dangerous shooter is Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins is over 40% so far this year and in a limited role. So is Kent Bazemore. Um, Wiggins is just under 41% on the season. And, um, I mean, for his career he's what 34ish percent he's been around 33% each of the last 4 years um so i i mean obviously you have to respect the fact that he's at 41% 16 games into the season but it's still andrew wiggins and he's still a below average three point shooter for his career so there's that um for the record for his career against the Cleveland Cavaliers the team that drafted him first overall and then traded him to the Wolves that same offseason in the Kevin Love deal he's a 24 point he averages 24.6 points per game against the Cavs um, and if you throw out the last couple of years, that number is a lot closer to 30 per game. Uh, the last two years, I guess he, his grudge has been a little bit less strong as it was early in his career. We'll see what that means in his first game against the Timberwolves. Um, he shot the ball mostly more efficiently. I think most of it has to do with him getting to the free throw line more often and attacking more against the Cavs in those games. It's a fun media talking point to talk about revenge games, but you can't tell me that Wiggins doesn't want to show the Wolves further that they made a mistake um, by trading him to Golden State or at least by showing that I guess he's had some sort of uh, revelation, at least for 16 games worth in Golden State. So keep an eye on the Wiggins thing. Um, If that's a real thing or not, who knows? There aren't going to be that many players on the court for the Wolves in this game with no Towns. Uh, who, who played with Wiggins in Minnesota. I guess Ricky Rubio overlapped with him in his first stint in Minnesota and then obviously Josh Akogi. Um, but I believe that's about the extent of it. Um, there were a couple guys from early last year, of course. You know, Jordan McLaughlin was around the team and, and Nas Reed and stuff like that. But in terms of longtime Minnesota teammates, Gorgie Jang is gone, Tyus Jones is gone. Um, but still, we'll be intriguing to see how this plays out, especially, uh, well, you know, if Russell doesn't play tonight, one would assume he would play on Wednesday if he's just questionable Uh, for this game and has had then a week off to rest. So it will be a lot of fun to see those guys on the court together. Um, At any rate, if the Wolves can stay aggressive offensively, get into the paint, they should be able to get to the free throw line and convert there. Um, This is a winnable game. I actually think the Wolves match up okay against Golden State. They need Nas Reed to play really well against James Wiseman. Um, That's going to be key in this game. And they also need to just, you know, and this is everybody's game plan going against the Warriors, is make somebody besides Steph Curry beat you. Very hard to do that because Steph's going to get his shot off wherever he wants and whenever he wants. Um, And he's going to make 38% of his threes and 93% of his free throws. But that's what you have to do. You have to try and trap him as best you can. And he doesn't have a ton of sharpshooters as teammates around him. Um, And this Warriors team is certainly beatable. Uh, they've had a couple of really bad losses the last couple of times out. So, um, oh, and then the other thing is this is well-documented that the Warriors have the Wolves pick in uh, in the upcoming 2021 draft. It's top three lottery protected, but still, even if the Wolves were to finish with the league's worst record, they still would only have a 40% chance of keeping their pick in the top three and um, you know a 60% chance that the pick still goes to Golden State. So obviously the Warriors want the Wolves to lose as much as possible. Their worst case scenario is the Wolves keep the pick in the top three, but then Golden State gets it unprotected the following year. So that wouldn't be the worst thing either. Um, they want the Wolves to lose as much as possible. In fact, there was an athletic article uh, just from a couple days ago talking about uh, the Wiggins-Russell trade and evaluating it based on what we know right now. And it said that the front office and coaching staff are openly and in- actively, those aren't the exact words, but saying that said both the front office and coaching staff in Golden State are rooting against the Timberwolves this season and want them to lose as much as possible. So you can bet the coaching staff, at least, will have a little extra juice behind trying to win these games against the Timberwolves, both Monday and Wednesday, and certainly wouldn't be content with a split against a team like Minnesota, who's currently four and eleven. Um, the Wolves, I think, if they got out of Golden State with a split, um, you know, win one, lose one, I think that's a pretty solid trip to Golden State. I think the Wolves would take that, um, and then hopefully Towns is back in the rotation by the weekend would be the goal. All right, so. We'll be back with a post-game pod that'll post early on Tuesday. Of course, the game this evening is a 9 p.m. Central tip, so it'll be a, a late pod recorded to go up early on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in for that. And then keep an ear to the ground here for the West Goldberg crossover episode with Locked on Warriors as we talk all things Daniel Russell and Andrew Wiggins and the 2022 picks that the Wolves sent off, or 2021 picks, excuse me, that the Wolves sent off to the Golden State Warriors. So that's upcoming later on this week as well. All right. That's all we have for you today here at Locked on Wolves. Thanks once again for listening to the Locked on Wolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Remember the Locked on Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves. That's at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. A reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.